BMW. The 77%. This is the 77%, a show that gives young people in the African continent a platform to discuss anything they feel concerns them. Your host is me, Nyinge, in Bonn, Germany, and today's show is lit because we are discussing a plant that has so many names, weed, ganja, cannabis, you name it. And one would ask, why is it such a hot topic right now? Well, uh, this is because more African countries are opening up and making it legal, but only for medical and industrial purposes. Medicinally, when you observe people who have used cannabis, one, you realize that their IQ is high. They are smart. So there is the need to research the effects of cannabis on the human brain. A full discussion coming up shortly with DW's Isaac Kalechi and his panel in Accra, Ghana. You can also take part in the show. Drop us your thoughts on our Facebook page, DW Africa. The issue of cannabis is a very controversial one in Africa due to the concerns of abuse among young people. It's still illegal in many African countries, but that trend is changing. Some countries like Zimbabwe, South Africa, Ghana, Lesotho, and just recently Rwanda have amended their laws to allow the cultivation of cannabis for industrial and medical purposes. We will be having a debate on that from Ghana, but first, let's get the views of young Rwandans after the legalization of cannabis in their country. I was a little bit shocked, considering that we are a conservative society. It's a step in the right way, but how we are going to regulate it will matter a lot. So I'm not really optimistic. There's a lot of paperwork to be done, so let's not get ahead of ourselves. The first time I heard that cannabis was going to be on the market for exports in Rwanda, I was a bit shocked. It came out of nowhere, honestly. I didn't know that people have been fighting for this, have been wanting to legalize cannabis in Rwanda. And at the same time, I was happy this is progress for our country. So I want to see what's going to happen in the future. The reaction was nothing but total confusion. But again, on the brighter side, I was encouraged by the ex- projected turnover, export turnover. But at the same time, you don't know what to expect from this, especially when you don't know what the, what the policies will be. If the policies don't come out well, I also project uh, misusage and abuse of the drugs. But uh, we don't know what to expect, and uh, uh, we're looking at the brighter side of all the, the entire situation. Young Rwandans giving their views after the government legalized the cultivation of cannabis for industrial and medical use. This makes Rwanda the first East African country to make such a move. As promised, let's now head to Ghana where Isaac Kalechi and his panel will look at this topic in totality. Isaac, the floor is all yours. Thank you so much, Jane, and I want to welcome our listeners around the world to Accra, Ghana for 77% debate, where we are taking a look at the issue of legalization of cannabis for medicinal purposes or industrial purposes or use. This year alone, in March, Ghana uh, legalized cannabis for medicinal purposes. And we know that in October as well, Rwanda also went the same line. What it means is that it's not for recreational. So people cannot just 
get grab it and be smoking all over the place, which is recreational. And for this debate, I have Neville Amwa, who is a health practitioner based in Accra. I also have Nana Kweku Ajimain, who is the president of the Hemp Association of Ghana and also the president of the Hemp Association of Africa. He's one person who has actually pushed for Ghana to change its laws to decriminalize uh, the use of cannabis. I also have Ibrahim Al-Hassan, who is a journalist who has followed the whole procedure in Ghana's parliament. I also have Papis Dav Abdullah, who has lived in a very popular slum in, in Ghana, in Accra, where he has seen firsthand the impact of people abusing cannabis. And I have finally a female who is part of the panel, who is called Eli Awuku, who is so much against this particular decision by uh, governments in, in Africa to begin to legalize uh, cannabis for industrial and medicinal purposes. So I want to welcome all of them to this debate and I'm sure that we're going to have a very uh, fruitful conversation on this topic. I want to first start the conversation by bringing in uh, Neville Amwa. Neville, can you just share with us what you make of the decision by countries like Ghana uh, and Rwanda this year, taking the step of legalizing cannabis for industrial and health or medicinal purposes? I think it's the right way to go. At high time, we come to the realization that the legalization of medicinal cannabis, mm. it's something that we have to embrace. The reasons for uh, legalizing it outweighs that of not doing it, you see. And uh, the only reason why we are not legalizing is it's, it's the abuse. But it has a whole lot of uh, benefits, I mean, medicinally. When you observe people who have used cannabis, one, you realize that their IQ is high. They are smart. So there is the need to research the effect of cannabis on the human brain. Let me bring in Anajimai now. Anajimai, what is your take on what I will call silent wave among African countries where they are beginning to change their laws to make good use of cannabis for medicinal and industrial purposes? I think first of all, I need to bring some clarity. Uh, Rwanda has done much more than what Ghana has done because Ghana has decriminalized industrial hemp. Uh, for industrial and medicinal purposes. Rwanda have gone much further than that because they've legalized cannabis wholesale. So they've not put a cap, it's just out there. At the end of the day, with what we want to see here from uh, the Empire Association of Ghana and Empire Agri Ghana Limited, is that the local people are empowered. Um, we don't just want them to become farmhands. You look at the Rwanda model, you look at the Zimbabwe model, you look at Botswana, you look at South Africa, you look at Eswatini, you look at Lesotho. We're talking about farmhands. We're not talking about Africans who become owners of the product, producers of the product. We're talking about people who will be going to work nine to five and will be collecting menial salaries. In Ghana, we're not interested in that. Let me bring in Ibrahim. Ibrahim, you've been in Parliament uh, following this whole procedure, for example, for Ghana. Share with us your, your thoughts on this whole step that is taking place across Africa. As you said, I was in Parliament when this bill was considered and then scrutinised and then passed. 
Yes, even at that point, there was a misconception that it was a general legalization of marijuana, which turned out not to be the case. You need a license and you pay a fee if you want to even cultivate cannabis for this industrial purposes. And it will be strictly regulated. Let me just hear from uh, Ali and also Papis Davo on this issue. I don't know if I should say something good or bad, but then we know the benefits of medicinal cannabis. Obviously, we know it's a pain relief. So yes, it's good. But then on the continent, we'd have to be careful how we go about that. It's a bit of a problem now as it stands. In Ghana here, there's always a loophole with everything. It's too dangerous. It's like, you know, this is fire. And you know, this is something flammable. And then you say, okay, so because there's a tiny extinguisher in the corner, let's just work here. There's a man on guard. If he sees the flames getting out of hand, you quickly grab the extinguisher. What if he gets there and then there's an empty extinguisher? What do you do? And I'll come to you why you have some challenge. But Papistav, what do you make of it? Rwanda just legalized it. Well, I think our readiness is not um, top-notch yet. The issue of abuse also comes into question because we have people who are already using either marijuana or cannabis for different purposes. And these guys are likely to abuse it so much so that you can't get them to even to rehab. It will be, it will be difficult. We are still listening to the 77% debate from Accra, Ghana. We're taking a look at the legalization of uh, cannabis for industrial and medicinal purposes in some African countries. This year, Ghana, Rwanda have taken that step. And we know that countries uh, like Lesotho, countries like Zimbabwe, South Africa, all have taken similar steps. Neville Amwa, can you help us appreciate some of the things that cannabis can be used for? Because we understand in some hospitals, even doctors prescribe it for various illnesses. So just share with us some of the instances where cannabis can be used. Cannabis can be used for people with epilepsy in the management. People with chronic illnesses that go through severe pain. I know people with breast cancer, when you get to certain stages, they are allowed to use it in order to suppress the pain. So they are concerned that even when it was illegal, people were abusing it. We were not able to enforce the law properly. We are legalizing it. Ghana has done that. Rwanda has done that. So we are concerned that it, it could have, people can find a leeway around it. What will you say to such people? Even paracetamol is abused. I'm not advocating for people to abuse it, but what, what I'm saying is that the illegal aspect of cannabis have rather increased the abuse. So let's open it up. Times have changed. Papi's daf, you still believe that even though there's a law, you still think people can still have a way around it to abuse it? Is that what you're saying, Papi? Yes, yes, exactly. Even if there's a law, most of the people who consume either marijuana or cannabis, most of them are ghetto youths and those guys. They won't even have the time to go through the law to know what he or she is supposed to take, whether he or she is supposed to take this grade of marijuana or that grade of marijuana. As far as the person is concerned, it is legal. You're still listening to the 77% debate from Accra. The focus is on the legalization of cannabis for industrial and medicinal purposes, not recreational, uh, but purely for the issue of medicine and also for industrial purposes to rake in some revenue for many of the countries that are actually, for the countries that have actually changed their laws. So let's continue and take a look at the issue of the economic impact of use of cannabis. 
Let me start with you, Nanajima. Nanajima, you, you are happy that governments are beginning to appreciate the fact that this whole industry is lucrative and do, can do more good to us than harm. It's about what happens with the people on the ground. There's been people on the ground in these various countries that have been pushing that agenda. And now that the agenda has been fulfilled, they have been sidelined for multinational companies. And, and that's not the right thing to do. And at the end of the day, it's the raw product that is being exported from the, the country. And if we're lucky, uh, whatever is produced will be brought back into the country and you'll be paying a very, very, very high price. And many won't even be able to afford those medicines that come back in or any other products that come back in. If you are given the chance to grow cannabis and to make money out of it, will you go for it? Prahim? Why not? Especially me, knowing very well that no matter what happens, I won't consume it myself. So it's the money I'm after. Why not? Um, of course, we, we are, let, let them say, if the license fee is not that uh, huge, we will all explore set options. What about you, Ellie? Will you go for, for, for it? Will, because people believe that there's money out of it. Will you, will, is this something that you will consider going into? First of all, like I mentioned, if we are going to adopt legalization of cannabis, it has to be tailored to suit our needs now, even as we look ahead. So for me, government hasn't shown faith. So as an individual, I first have to know, in Ghana here, cultivate cannabis. If I'm a self-seeking person, yes, which I'm likely to become because the state of things is just gradually pushing me there, get the license and farm, yes. If they are going to legalize it, my sense will take advantage of it. I will not be the only person hungry. But if they are asking my opinion, do or do not, I'll say do not. But if they go ahead, ignore me and do. If you can't beat them, you join them. Let's try and wrap up the conversation now. Let me ask um, Najima what you anticipate in the coming years uh, for what you are doing, the advocacy you are doing, pushing for the, the for laws in Africa to be changed to ensure that we make gains from uh, cannabis. Just share with us your expectations in the coming years. There's so many ways that we can add value to the plant. Um, it's not just going to be a case of people just exporting it. There's so many ways that we can add value. We're going to make clothes, hemp textiles, hemp shoes. It's a whole new industry, not just for Ghana, but for Africa. But we've got to get it under our control. Neville, can you just share with us why Africa needs to focus on that? One, it will bring us economic benefit because it grows well in this part of the world. I believe when more research is done into it, we are going to see a whole lot of medic, uh, medicinal benefit. I mean, both orthodox and, and, and traditional. So what are we waiting for? Okay, well, that's all time will permit us for this debate. Thank you so much, all of you, for participating in this interesting debate. It has been thought-provoking, revealing. Uh, I'm sure all of us have picked so much out of this topic. Thank you so much to Nana Ekwekwajiman, who is the president of the Hemp Association of Africa and also the same, the head for the association in Ghana. Also, I want to thank Neville Amwa, who is a health practitioner who brought the health perspective to bear on the conversation. Thank you so much, Ibrahim Al-Hassan. Uh, also to you, Papis Dav Abdullah and Eli Ewoku. And many thanks to you for doing the listening. I want to hand over back to Jane in Bonn. Over to you, Jane. Legal. 
thanks Isaac Kalechi for that insightful debate on our Facebook page DW Africa. Another debate is also taking place. We are asking if cannabis should be legalized in all African countries. Angola Stevens in Uganda says weed is sweet. When you smoke it, you immediately start smiling and feeling energized. Emily Vibo in Cameroon says legalization of cannabis in Africa will only increase crimes and the number of mad people. Thanks for all your comments. Continue with the debate on our Facebook page, DW Africa. The late Peter Tosh in this music giving all the reasons why cannabis should be legalized, but do Sierra Leoneans agree with him? No, I would not like to see cannabis legalized. I've been using it for the past 30 years for meditation and for other personal reasons. I would not like the marijuana to go in the wrong hands, for people to misinterpret the use and the pure values of marijuana. I would not like to see it legalized at all at all. It not really makes sense because, you know, beaucoup people they are against them, especially the religious people. And we as Africans, we know the harm we can cause with some of the border that we don't know responsible way they can do to themselves and to other people. I want the government of Sierra Leone to legalize marijuana because it's a natural herb. As for me, when I smoke marijuana, I feel good. Some of my stress gone and I'm active in every work that I want to do at that particular time. If you check the rates at which the youths are misbehaving and having all sorts of bad influence, behaving abnormally, it's kind of scary. Now, the marijuana is overused excessively, which causes a lot of problems in the country as a whole. It's really not necessary, to be honest with you. Legalizing marijuana, it will be harmful. Mixed views from young Sierra Leoneans if cannabis should be legalized in their country. Sierra Leone is among many African countries. If you're found with cannabis, it's a serious crime. Don't care where you come from, as long as you are a black man, you're an African. No matter your nationality, you have got the identity of an African. And on that note, we come to the end of today's show. Don't forget, if you missed any bit of it or you want to listen again, head on our DW page, that is dw.com forward slash Africa. My name is Jane Nyinge. On behalf of the crew here in Bonn, Germany, and Isaac Kalech in Ghana, thanks so much for your time. And as always, keep it 77%.
You're an African Cause if you're black, son, I 